0: Hello, race fans. My next guest at this time is now a 26-time driving champion in the state of California, including winning his ninth title at Placerville Speedway, and he's the most recent champion with the Sprint Car Challenge Tour. One of the most accomplished 360 sprint car drivers in the last 20 years in the Golden State, Andy Forsberg out of Auburn, California, is now on getting up to speed. Well, here is the 2022 Sprint Car Challenge Tour and Placerville Speedway track champion, Andy Forsberg from Auburn, California. Andy, first of all, congratulations on an incredible accolade of winning a series championship and a track championship in the same season, as well as uh, as an incredible
1: 2023. Yeah, that was uh, not expected by me, at least. I know when... Uh... Scott Russell had he had announced that he was going to provide a or offer a bonus for anybody who could do both and uh, in the same season. I was sitting in the banquet room looking around, wondering, "Well, I wonder if he'll do it or who's going to do it?" Because I knew I wasn't, because I had just stepped aside from the uh, F and FX1 at that end of that year, and I was going to just run my car full time. So I really didn't have anything set in stone. And uh, the next thing you know, <laughs> we. We found ourselves wrapped up in both points chases, and uh, yeah, we ended up doing it. it wasn't I'm not going to say it was the best year by any means, but I mean we were consistent, and fortunately, other people that ran the series were having issues as well. So it was kind of at one time who who didn't want to win the championship the most because people were crashing and breaking and doing all kinds of stupid crap. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, we won them both, so uh, we'll take it.
0: Well, you know, you hear so many people talking about how hard. "Quote unquote points racing is for a single championship. How you can psych yourself out or get too stressed out about it. Going for two, obviously double the pleasure, double the fun for you. I mean, how how did that sit with you? You weren't losing too much sleep, I assume.
1: No, I think with uh, with age and and wisdom comes the the lack of stressing out. And those instances, if people have asked me, you know, how do you points race so much? I mean, doesn't it take a toll on you and I mean there are times where you're watching the let's say the person who's in second in points and he goes out and sets a quick time and you didn't qualify that good. You're like, Oh crap, there you know, he just gained five points on me. Mm-hmm. There's there's a little bit of that, but we are we're going racing every week anyways. So I mean we might as well accumulate points to do it. It's it's not like uh I'm begrudgingly going to the track like, Oh, I can't miss this point race. Like, I gotta go to Placerville this Saturday. Sure. We're gonna go to Placerville this Saturday regardless. So in that aspect, it's never really taken its toll. But I mean, I will. I can remember when I was my first champ, my first Civil War championship. I I think I just had to make the main event, and I was battling Roger Crockett for the last transfer spot. And I was in fourth, he was in fifth. And I can remember my foot quivering on the gas pedal. I was so damn nervous. I just had to just get into the feature. So yeah, I mean, that was 23 years ago. A lot's changed, but uh, you know, experience kind of takes over the stressing out. I guess.
0: And so for some folks that don't know you, perhaps somebody's listening from the Midwest or the East Coast, you're quite a decorated sprint car driver in the state of California. And with these two championships, you're at 20, how many driving championships now? 26. 26. And that's Placerville Speedway, uh, Silver Dollar Speedway in Chico, obviously SCCT. You mentioned California Civil War Series, which now is defunct, but uh, also Golden State, right?
1: No, I, I, that's my one thing that kind of hurts a little bit. I only ran two years of Golden State. I ran for the family auto service. I ran two full seasons in 03 and 04, and I lost by 12 points in 04. So, and then after that, the team kind of disbanded a little bit. And then I I never really had the resources to really run a a full-time 410 schedule. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, unfortunately, I I didn't get a Golden State championship, so that would have been kind of the icing on the cake. But, uh yeah, I got a got a Mary. I got the COVID Marysville Championship, and then we ran all the Petaluma shows a couple years ago. So it's just kind of bouncing around. It's, it's hard to run them all. I I, I actually think I might have hurt. I won't put words in their mouth, but I I think I bummed out Plasterville this year because I'm kind of committing to Chico to mm-hmm. do all their races this year. So that kind of puts me out of running Plasterville all the time. But uh, you know, you can only be at one track in one night. So uh, yeah, the plan kind of this year is to at least hit all the Chico races and uh, we'll kind of let the chips fall where they may when, on the other weekends. We're certainly going to race.
0: Sure. And looking at your numbers for last year, specifically for 360 because that's the majority of the, uh, the category that you ran last year, 42 starts, 20 top tens, 13 uh, top fives, 12 of which were podiums, four wins, two at Marysville, one at Placerville, and the SCCT show at Petaluma. How, how would you rate, I mean, you said, like, last year wasn't a, you know, like, wasn't the best year, but, you know, not too bad, considering, I think, that, to put some context to that, is that California has big car counts, generally, um, whether it's a local show or, or a sanctioned show, whatever series is in town.
1: Yeah, it's California 360 series is kind of off the hook. I jokingly call it the War of Outlaw 360 series. And it, unfortunately, I mean, your show's not long enough for me to get into what I think wrong the 360s, but sure, <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason, um that's kind of, we've got such a young core group of kids now that are coming out of the micros in the Central Valley and the Outlaw Carts in the North State and they they just flock to the 360s, and I think uh yeah, you go to, I mean, hell, if Chico, if there's a race at Chico, there's 60 plus cars. It doesn't matter what the race is. It could be the Gold Cup. It could be just a friday night race that people flock to Chico, and Placerville gets 30 to 40 cars every saturday for a point show it's uh it's, they're not your typical weekly shows where maybe you might be accustomed to like 17 cars showing up and you have a couple heats in a main event it's uh every race seems to be a big deal and they're you know there's a lot of good drivers and and there's lot of good equipment too, so it's it's tough to you know really excel week in and week out out here.
0: Well, and something that uh really strikes me when you know Stephanie and I started dating, you know she lived in Santa Rosa, and I remember visiting her, and she's like, "Which racetrack do you want to go to?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" You know, because I'm I'm an Oregon kid, you know, and like everybody races on Saturday, and you know, with the exception of Cottage Grove, everything is about an hour away, if not more. And, you know, I just started to look at I'm like, holy smokes, Sacramento specifically, Auburn, you know, outside of Sacramento, you know, you have Placerville, obviously, Marysville, uh, Chico, um, you know, Petaluma isn't too far away kind of deal. Like, it's, it's probably the only equivalent west of the Rockies of a Midwest sort of culture of so many racetracks that are so close.
1: Yeah, there's definitely options and and there's wherever you want to go on a Saturday, you can go there and you throw ocean in on a Friday as well. There's sure. and there's there's a lot of teams that run two nights a week out here and it's uh it's, it's almost a full-time gig out here to be honest with you. If you want to hit all the 360 shows, you could run 75 races relatively easy. So, um, we've kind of, you know, the last the majority of my career is in Friday nights at Chico and Saturday nights at, at Fosterville, and then you would just, you know, hit the travel, travel series races at all the other tracks. But uh, yeah, fortunately for me in Auburn, we're within a couple hours of all the cool tracks, and and uh, you know we we run we're, we're we're dwindling down a little bit. I think we ran 52 shows last year in total. So I mean, there's been times where we've been in the 70s, but uh, yeah, California is you know it's it's good. You don't have to travel a whole hell of a lot to to get your racing fix in.
0: Well, what was – I mean, COVID, no doubt, was a huge curveball for everybody. Um, and I think you said it on – what by the way, this is a plug for you. You know, check out Andy Forsberg's Facebook page for his video recaps of every night, the the honest and uh, almost immediate reaction truth. Uh, but, you know, you, met, you hit some nail on the head is like, holy smokes. Like, there were some times where – if if it lined up correctly with the tracks all working together, which they did, like you could race at least three, if not four times a night, with the way that schedule kind of panned out, albeit it wasn't from February to November kind of deal. But there is there's some congested fixtures there and it was there wasn't overlap or over scheduling.
1: Yeah, it's funny you should say COVID, I I saw on the news this morning that today is the third anniversary of the first documented case of covid in california so just just crazy how time has flown i can't believe it's been three years but uh yeah i mean we were running wednesday nights during covid at marysville Mm -hmm. and you know it was you'd go and i i'd work all day and then come in the house and you'd you'd get on facebook to see what track was going to decide the race okay you know possible is going to have a show this saturday and ocean's Mm going to run this friday and maybe a Thursday night you never knew what you know how crazy it was you know three years ago oh,
2: sure.
1: people were just kind of making making things happen within you know a few days like okay we're gonna do it we can do it we've got clearance whatever Correct. and uh, yeah that was a crazy time I'm, and I don't miss it I'll be honest with yeah. you those weeknight races I didn't have to go nobody forced us to go but like sure. idiots we still went and uh, it took a toll on the on the on the crew for sure you know I mean we're, we're all bunches to working idiots so yeah it's still work on wednesday and and thursday mm-hmm. and uh racing on a wednesday night was kind of a pain in the ass but uh we well, still did it and it, you know we survived
0: and then sundays at, at petaluma generally is when they ran yeah too. So yeah, i mean, you know, petaluma. Like, so, so you guys were having to you know do a quick turnaround because you know it you know route 37 is a little tricky from vallejo to sears point you know <laughs> so i assume that's the way you guys take um but yeah uh,
1: that that place is a parking lot it's miserable and yeah we definitely spent some time just literally you know we get out they did a good job at petaluma to get the races done sure and get everybody on the road so we'd be patting ourselves in the back how fast we got loaded up and we're look at us we're we're like an outlaw team look how fast we got loaded up and then you spend a half an hour sitting on 37 fun times
0: yeah yeah so the reference there for people that don't know route 37 goes a across San Pablo Bay, and it connects Vallejo to basically right where Infineon Raceway or Sears Point, you know, the road course is. And basically from, uh, what is that, Discovery Kingdom, the Six Flags Steel to there, like Mare Island is really where you kick off going westbound, and if you don't, if you get stuck behind a truck or if it's bumper to bumper, it's an early indication. It's only like, it feels like it's 300 miles, but it's only, I don't know, what, 15 miles it's yeah, a, and if
1: somebody breaks down or there's a wreck, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you just you can't get by them. You're done.
0: And there's no guardrails on either side of the bay, so there's a there's a medium barrier, a K rail, but you know, like if you fall asleep, you're going swimming.
1: I always wondered how thick that goo is too. There on the side of the road too. It's just it looks like it's ten feet thick of just gunk. Yeah,
0: I I, I haven't tested that theory either. I guess it just depends when the tide is in, because you know, at some point it looks like okay. All right. And then other times it's like, wow, you know, so this, this is how it ends. huh? <laughs> so, but, um, And
1: actually now that you say that, I mean, we're getting off topic. I, the last time we went across there, we were stuck in traffic. So I, for whatever reason, I Googled highway 37 and mm-hmm. why the hell haven't they widened that out? And there's some, I don't know, endangered spotted lizard or something that, uh, is in that vicinity and they, they are never good at white in that highway. So sure. you got what you got,
0: got what you got. Take, take highway yep. 12 through Calistoga and, and that, uh, that little, um, off track path, which can be a winding road. And you're dealing with the, uh, the winery tourists in uh, Napa and yep. Sonoma County. So, um, Anyways, uh, something that I noticed here that was very interesting is between Silver Dollar. This is 360 starts obviously 28 starts between Placerville and Silver Dollar Speedway. You, you know, your bread and butter of places that you ventured last year. Um, 17 top tens. I mean that that's a pretty good feat. You know, showing that and those are tough places to perform at. Be, you know, as you said, the caliber of cars and the number of cars that show.
1: Yeah, you know, like, like I said a little earlier, I mean, they're all huge shows. It might not be the Gold Cup or the Fall Nationals, but just it's just every single race is a big deal as far as car counts are concerned. And I don't, I'm, I'm I'm frustrated that there were more top fives and more wins, but sure. you know, there comes a time where you just, um, you know, there were times last year where I just had to kind of pick my poison and decide how hard I felt like I could race, you know. And, and sometimes, you know, a nice place was is all i was gonna get so mm-hmm. pretty good at finishing races. Um, so i take a uh, little pride in that i don't like the crew having to work too hard during the week and build race cars so sure um the days of me trying a little harder to gain one position are, are kind of gone so mm-hmm. there there might have been some nights where you just had to settle for a seventh or a ninth and it was what it was but you know at the end of the year it, it did garnish a couple championships
0: yeah yeah and speaking of uh Ninth, I think, is a number that you mentioned. Your ninth career Classoville championship. That's it's gotta feel awesome, you know, closing in on one Brian Crockett.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm pretty good on stupid nerdy statistics and I thought I passed him. I thought, okay, nine, I broke the tie. Mm-hmm. And then I was looking at something this year and I'm like, Well hell, he's got ten. I gotta do it at least one <laughs> more time to tie him. So yeah. Yeah, it ain't happening this year, I don't think. But, uh, yeah. And it might not ever happen. But, yeah. gosh, I can remember going and watching Placerville when well, my dad first started messing around with 360s. He kind of went broke running an arc, and mm-hmm. so we, we built a 360. And that's when Placerville still ran. They ran two divisions yeah,
0: uh, every night. 410-360, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then there was 320s. I think they ran for a little bit. Brian was super good in the 320 limited modifies. But, yeah, he, he went two main events. In a night, in one night, I yeah. mean, it was it was crazy, and he was a legend, and and it was fun because half the people hated to see him do well, and the other half appreciated how well he did. And sure, those are those are those are really fun memories for me remembering because we were friends with Brian, and I I liked to see him do well. Didn't like to see him beat my dad, which he did <laughs> damn near every night. But <laughs> yeah. um, those were good times. That red number seven was fast.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you touched on it a little bit, 2023, primary focus, Silver Dollar Speedway in Chico, and then outside of that, just going to try and hit some random races, some, some bigger shows, marquee events, or what exactly? Have you guys filled out your 2023 schedule completely?
1: Yeah, I mean, we kind of have an idea what we're going to do. So, like I said, all the Chico shows, if there's a race at Chico, we're going to it, mm-hmm. regardless if it's a 360 show or or they're open 410 races or if NARC's there, we're going to run Outlaws. But then uh, I kind of want to run um, the tracks that I really enjoy running with NARC. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we'll probably hit Watsonville, Petaluma, Antioch, Placerville, those NARC shows as well. So,
2: okay.
1: that was kind of a... Uh, we got a four ten last year and we only got to run it a few times. So, you know, unfortunately we're gonna to have to miss races at Placerville to go run four ten races at other tracks. So and sure. you know, every action's got a reaction. So that's sure. kind of the, the path we've chosen this year. Uh the S C C T that's still up in the air a little bit. There's there's a couple of times they travel the tracks that I'm not super fond of. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I could settle for just going to Marysville on those nights. You know, I, I don't really care one way or the other. Um, Marysville is like 40 minutes from my house. So I love the, the proximity to my house with, uh, Marysville, but yeah. there might be some nights where I don't want to drive to Hanford or Tulare. Sure.
2: You know, that's
1: four or five hours in the rig compared to 40 minutes in the rig going to Marysville. So really just comes down to how we're feeling at that point, or really how I feel. If the crew does whatever the hell I want to do. They're very supportive, but, uh, when that when that first conflict comes we'll, we'll figure it out but i'd say 50 50 on whether we'd run all the scct shows or
0: not yeah yeah no doubt i know the last time we had an interview was at hanford for i think cotton classic and you were uh you were lecturing me that i didn't do fully my homework but i do want to let you know i i have inputted every single sprint bandit SCRA 360. USAC oh, there West you coast, go. Everything. So 2005 at Colorado Speedway in Hanford with the Bandit Series. And then also Thunderbolt Raceway with the SR- SCRA 360 Series yeah. um, at uh, Tulare. So, yeah. And notice that you, you did quite a bit of non-wink racing in, you know, the mid-2000 decade.
1: Yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. And I don't know if that's just because it was different, mm-hmm. you know, cause I was used to racing with the wings. So you go non-wing racing, you think it's the coolest thing ever. And I, I would imagine a non-wing guy would say the same thing if he went wing racing. Sure. And he thought it was real fun, but yeah, we took advantage of that was their couple two or three years span where I was driving for the family auto service and they would have a lot of double duty nights where they'd have narc
2: mm-hmm. and
1: the the Bandit or the, I was it SCRA, mm-hmm. And so I would take my own personal car down there and do double duty. So, and we were, you know, we did pretty decent there. You know, we won a few shows and uh, ran pretty pretty competitively considering we didn't do it that often. So I was always sure. pretty proud of that. And Then we messed around a little bit with the 410 as well. We went down to the, the Oval Nationals at Paris. Always loved going to Paris. Mm-hmm. Typically came home with a car and a big old ball, though. <laughs> and uh, that's actually what put the family auto service out of business. Their last race was uh, the Oval Nationals, like, I tried killing myself, had the roll cage bent down around my ears, and there's still 12 hours of that day I don't recall. But that was their last race. So um, let's see. I want to say about 2014 I started kind of getting hit to the idea that, man, maybe this non-wing stuff isn't for me. I'd watch highlight videos of people entering the turn and their left rear was off the ground. I started thinking, man, that's (laughs) not how you're supposed to enter the turn with your left rear not touching the ground. So I guess I sort of scared myself out of – race them without a wing but I will say just to brag my two out of my last four starts was with USAC and I had two fast times and two second places so we were still getting around there okay but
2: uh,
1: I just kind of thought for my health I was gonna quit doing it
0: well and if I recall correctly if memory serves me which it doesn't always uh you got in a pretty bad tussle at at Thunderbolt uh during Trophy Cup when they still had the non-wing race
1: yeah, it was twenty thirteen and my ribs still hurt from that. So that was that Yeah. Can you cuss on your what can we cuss on your show?
0: <laughs> as long as it doesn't start with an F or an S. Okay, well so. that,
1: that dipshit from Finland, <laughs> Marcus Nimala, tried killing me.
2: Yeah.
1: And I don't know where he was going. It was lap seven of a fifty lap main event and uh yeah, we both lawn darted the wall and we both ended up in the hospital that night, so Yeah. Yeah, there was was a
0: lot of trips I remember. I think (laughs) Troy Henning and Bobby Gerald said there was like, I don't know how, there was only like 20 something cars and like maybe 18 flips or something like that. Like, I think, uh, was that the race that Bernal got hurt just in hot laps? It was just one of those, I wouldn't say a perfect storm, but just like a crazy night where it's like, whoa, what's going on?
1: Yeah, and I, I want to say that was the last time they had non-wing cars at the Trophy Cup. I think after that, it went to just three nights of wing racing. But uh, yeah, there was there was a few of us at the hospital that night, and and I'm not joking. That was 2013, and my my left side and my ribs still hurt and kind of crunch a little bit. Almost, I don't know what the hell's going on in there, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think about that almost every day just because my ribs hurt.
0: Almost 10 years ago. I mean, you know, it's still yeah. early part of the year, but you know, you got like nine months left till so it's a full silver anniversary
1: there was no front of that car left from the motor forward. There was nothing missing. The throttle was stuck wide open and was sitting there doing three sixties. And thank, thank God I wasn't knocked out. <laughs> I don't sure. know. I might still be doing three sixties <laughs> on the infield, but, uh, sure. got it shut off. And I looked over and saw that dingling sitting there all bent to shit too. So yeah, I went over and had a little conversation. I don't even know if he spoke English, but uh, yeah. <laughs> the next time we saw each other, we were walking past each other in the hallway at the hospital. So.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I want to give you the floor here for a little bit. You know, obviously, you know, social media, you're big on it. You, you know, you have your video recaps generally, you know, the night of and everything, um, whether the night goes good, whether the night goes bad. And it's always an honest opinion, um, for folks that want to check you out either than Facebook, is there other options there? Or like for people that may want to order like t-shirts, apparel, or follow your, your racing schedule, um, what's the best way?
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, we're on, there's. I got my personal page, Andy Forsberg, and then there's Andy Forsberg, or was it Andy Forsberg Racing? I don't even know. I'm not that up on Facebook because sure. I don't even know what I got. But uh, sure. do a little bit on Twitter. We don't have any shirts for sale yet. I'm not sure I'm gonna do any. But uh, yeah, as far as the recaps are concerned, I mean, I have I have zero qualms without with with calling myself out and how the night went and you know. it's I'm old enough now to where I can tell the truth. I'm not embarrassed if I screwed up. You know, when you're younger, you know it's always somebody else's fault. If you crashed, it's somebody's fault. Something broke. I'll say it. I screwed up. I tipped over. You know, I spun out. Whatever. So yeah, there. You know, I get a lot of people kind of credit me for my honesty on those videos, and you know, I'm, I don't. I don't have any pride. I don't care. I'll, I'll miss the truth. I screwed up last night, right? So that's how it is. But, yeah. So if you if you want to check it out after every race, I'll update my Facebook and. Uh, Get an honest opinion. What happened at the racetrack that night?
0: There you go. And then, as far as sponsors, people that you want to thank, family members. You know, I give you the platform because I know it takes a lot to to make everything happen.
1: Well, I've definitely got. I, I call them my crew, but they're really just my friends. But for the most part, my dad and his crew guy from he's been crewing for my dad since like 1978. They're retired now, so. They're basically my full time pit crew. They do all the work during the day. They cruise in and out of the shop. You know, they'll roll in here at ten, they leave at two. We're back in the day, we were all doing this after work, you know, and it begrudgingly came a job. You know, you 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 got done at work at five or five thirty and then you begrudgingly had to go work on the race car and put your four hours in and, you know, not get in till eleven or twelve at night. And now that I have that with those two guys i don't really work on the car that much so i mean that's really kind of let me continue to race a lot longer because if it wasn't for them i wouldn't uh i don't have the desire to work on a car uh, after work every night of the week to go racing so my dad and mike they're just two old guys that just kind of kick ass and they're good at building stuff and, and fixing stuff and And they just, uh, they make that shop go around next door. So the race shop's next door to my my stain shop where I work. So I kind of keep an eye on them. But uh, got great sponsors, Pacific Hire Rentals. He's he's a longtime fan. His dad actually sponsored my dad back in the 80s. So it's funny how that kind of came full circle. And just uh, a whole bunch of good people that want to help out. Maybe not doing it for... for for practical business purposes, but they're doing it for the love of the sport and to go have fun. So Mm -hmm. I got a pretty good core group around me.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, we really greatly appreciate you taking the time. You know, I know that you're a busy guy and stuff and, you know, it's looking like it's going to be a fun 2023 schedule and maybe we'll be uh, linking up with you at some point, getting you back on and talking about some wins that you're accumulating for this upcoming season. That'd
1: be nice. Wins are always good. (laughs) Yeah. Before you let me off, how's how's our buddy the well mannered Fred Ranner doing? Have you talked to him lately?
0: Yeah, he's doing good. Um I talked to him, let's see, just around Christmas, holiday time, maybe New Year's, somewhere around there. He's he's doing well. So in fact I'm gonna try and get him here on this deal. It's gonna be a multiple parter, I think, if if we do. Um but but yeah, you know, like uh you know, hockey lacrosse you know that and you know, Agassiz Speedway and B C is pretty much what he's been doing lately. So
2: yeah.
1: Right. I we definitely miss coming up and we used to run the when Brownfield had the N S T and coming up there and we'd mm-hmm. run those speed weeks and it was always good to see Fred. So
0: Sure. Miss seeing him. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yep. Yeah. So well, again, thank you, Andy, and we'll definitely stay in touch.
1: All right, Ben. Appreciate it. Thank you.